Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 2 of That Brown Bish and I'm your host Nilani Selvasingham. To be completely honest with all of you, my last episode took me about 7 hours to put together and I made the mistake of not pouring myself my first drink until hour 3. But today I started with my first drink right off the bat and that, my friends, is what I call growth. First off, I just want to thank everyone for all their love and support over the last week. I for one definitely did not expect it. I've been pretty much irrelevant over the last decade, so I was very surprised, but I am grateful. Words cannot express the feeling you get when you finally put yourself out there and you receive messages from friends and family about how you are meant for this and wishing you the best of luck. We hit 150 downloads in the first 24 hours and I was only responsible for half of that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, The episode was released on Canada Day and I spent the day at my parents' house. I started heading home uh, probably around 10 or just before 10 and I'm driving along Steeles and pretty much the whole ride home there were so many fireworks displays on both sides of me the entire ride it was pretty spectacular I know this sounds silly but I kind of felt like they were for me if you get what I mean like I couldn't help it but like acknowledge the fireworks I was like thank you thank you oh my god thank you so much no you really shouldn't have It was so great. I know I complained about Instagram being too complicated last week and guess what? I was fucking right. I shared the link of my podcast under my post and thankfully one of my friends pointed out that Instagram doesn't let you share links on your posts and you have to share the link in your bio. Like why not Instagram? Even my podcast hosting service doesn't give me the option to share directly from their site to Instagram. I can share to Facebook, I can share to Twitter. So freaking elitist. Okay, let's calm down a bit. Um, just want to move on and maybe talk a little bit of some of the feedback I got from my first episode. I think a lot of people enjoyed the professional detangler bit. I hope you guys don't think I'm joking because I was dead serious about it. I've never been more serious about anything else in my life. I uh, didn't just um, talk about it for the pod, okay? Like, I don't know if that's a saying, but yeah. My cousin messaged me and told me that if I was to ever open my own family law practice specializing in divorce, I could offer both services under the brand Untie the Knot which I thought was super clever and then I immediately felt super threatened because I don't like when people are more clever than me. Like, that's my thing, bish. Back off. Anyway, the more and more I thought about it, I felt like I could fully be a superhero. The detangler. Imagine this. You just got to the gym, you enter the change room and cram all your belongings into a locker. You then go to take a piss because you always have that urge to piss whenever you go from outside to inside. Or is that just me? Fine, whatever. Moving on. You wash your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds. 
less if no one else is in the washroom with you and you wipe your hands on your sweats because there's never any damp paper towels in the paper towel dispenser. You grab your water bottle and phone and head out into the exercise area. You walk through the crowd with a look on your face that shows confidence. You know what you're doing, but not too much confidence for fear someone might ask you how to operate a machine. You scan the row of machines until, haha, there it is, an empty treadmill with your name written all over it. You're going to walk the heck out of that machine today. You reach the machine, look down and retie your shoelaces because walking with untied laces can be dangerous too. You step onto the treadmill and right before you hit quick start, you realize, shit, my headphones are still in my pocket. Never fear, the detangler is here. Okay, I think that joke would have landed a lot better five years ago. I think I'm the only one under the age of 50 whose earbuds still physically connect to her phone. But I can't wear wireless earbuds because I suffer from big ear syndrome. It's true. It's plagued me since I was a child. My ears aren't big and rounded, like I'm not picking up any additional cable channels or radio stations. Again, something that would have killed five years ago. But my ears are long. Nalani Long Ears can be my Native American name. Nalani Long Ears, distant cousin of Daddy Long Legs. But yeah, since my ears are so long, earbuds won't stay in them. Even now, my earbuds have that wraparound thingy securing it to my ears because without it, I wouldn't be able to do anything without them falling out. But it's time to cut the cord. If you guys know of any headphones that are wireless with the wraparound, please let me know. I know they're gonna look like hearing aids, but it's the price I gotta pay for freedom. Last week, I did say that I would be sharing my thoughts on some societal issues. I'm not going to delve too deep into it. Just going to talk about some things that have um, just crossed my mind. Um, however, if you want more information, I do urge you to look at other resources, even if it's just to educate yourself. Because when you educate yourself, you are then in a position where you can educate others. And it keeps going from there. So um, personally, I feel like some accounts on Instagram have been posting a lot of informative articles, videos, stats on these issues. I definitely learned a lot from them. Um, Chummy02 with her shares on sexual assault, Devaker with his shares on the Tamil genocide, and Showcase with her shares on the Black Lives Matter movement and indigenous persons in Canada. Please do check out their pages. There's a lot of Tamil Canadian women that have come forward over the last few weeks alleging that they are uh, victims of sexual assault. And many, if not all of them, have actually named uh, the perpetrators of these assaults. Um, there are a few men that have been singled out and as far as I have read, it appears that more than one victim has come forward for a lot of them. Um, and after having conversations with some of those close to me, I realized that even the most well-intentioned of individuals have no fucking idea. Prime example, okay, when they say, yes, if she has proof that she was sexually assaulted or sexually harassed, I will definitely believe her regardless of who the offender is. Please tell me how someone is supposed to prove that. Do you want eyewitness testimony, bruises? 
text messages confirming it happened from the perpetrator, rape kit analysis. What the fuck do you want? This is why it is so damn hard for these individuals to come forward. When has anyone admitted to committing sexual assault? And yet the stats clearly show that when someone claims that they have been sexually assaulted, they are for the most part telling the truth. I don't personally know these men and I don't personally know these women, but I'm going to stand by the women, okay? Everyone that I've seen, um, especially a lot of people that have an issue with this, they're sympathetic until the perpetrator is someone that they know. And then everything just goes out the window. Open your eyes, open your ears, and have the tough conversations. Like I said, even the most well-intentioned of individuals have no fucking idea. But usually, having that conversation can make a world of difference. Next up, the Tamil genocide. I mean, even if you're not an avid user of Instagram like myself, you probably would have seen the disaster that is Peel District School Board tweet a retraction of their support of Tamil Genocide Education Week. When I read this, I rolled my eyes so hard, it literally hurt. Like, where do I even start with this? How about the largest genocide known to man? You're right, PDSB. Even when we talk about the Holocaust, we should be talking about the soldiers in Hitler's army who also lost their lives. Why would we only be honoring the Jewish lives that were lost? How insensitive of us. Thankfully, after a barrage of Instagram posts and tweets, PDSB finally retracted their retraction. If this is going to teach you anything, it's don't fuck with the Tams. Um, the death of George Floyd was devastating. It was infuriating. But the worst part was some of the comments and posts that I was seeing on social media. People only addressing the rioters and the looters. Fucking talk about the issue first. Address what happened to him. Address police brutality. Address white privilege. Address the systemic racism that is embedded in our society. But no. They want to sit behind their computer screens in their mom's basement and comment, rioting and looting is still wrong. I want to share this quote that I saw before and um, it came up again recently. Judging a demonstration by its most violent participants, but not judging a police force by its most violent cops is the language of the oppressor. Take that in. These protests for the most part have been peaceful. Even the people rioting, I can understand their rage and frustration. And if you can't understand it, consider yourself blessed because it means you've never been put in such a position um, where you felt that sort of anger, that sort of rage. Okay, and I've, heck, like, I've raged for a lot less. Socks being left on the floor, dirty Q-tips and toenail clippings not quite making it into the garbage can. People driving slowly in the left lane, like move. But anyway, coming back to that garbage thing, I don't know about you, but when I throw something out, I'm watching it land in the bin. Like what kind of psychopath throws it and turns away before it lands? Like, oh damn, don't know how that one turned out. Did it land? Did it not land? I guess I'll have to wait and see until the next time I have something to throw out. It's not a fucking grenade. It's not the fucking solar eclipse. Stick around, watch what happens. Either you love the idea of cliffhangers or you see that you miss the garbage but are too lazy to pick it up, which is actually worse, okay? And as for the looters, 
Is it really so hard for you to wrap your head around the idea that these are just individuals who are taking advantage of a bad situation? I mean, do you think that they really believe that beating up store owners and stealing knockoff footwear is really going to help them further the Black Lives Matter movement? They don't give a shit about the cause. So please, for fuck's sake, stop putting these looters on the same level as the protesters. They are not one and the same. I mean, I've seen it in enough movies where peaceful protesters are at a rally or marching the streets and a group whose interests are in conflict with those of the protesters initiates an attack against the police, for example, and the protest turns ugly. The police have a justified reason to use force against the protesters and now the violence of it all is what garners the most attention. Just because we see it in movies doesn't mean it's completely fabricated and totally out of the realm of possibility. Alright, that was a lot of serious talk and for those of you still listening, thank you. I promise next week will be a lot lighter and if you want to share your thoughts on anything I've talked about on this episode or just anything in general, please do email me at thatbrownbish at gmail.com. Please include your name and the city you're emailing from at the bottom and if you want to remain anonymous, please just let me know. Grateful, thankful, blessed. Peace. Okay, I think that one was better.